Hey guys, welcome back to For I Have Sinned. My name is Jess. And this is Lauren. And we're back with episode 30. Woo-hoo. That's We actually, I think we have closer to like 48 episodes or something like that. I could be wrong, but I think it is. Yeah, if you include like the 15 minute murders, the cults, the... Yeah, maybe it's more than that then. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like 50 something. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, it is my turn today. And this case was picked by one of our patrons, James. Uh, He is in the tier that allows you to pick three cases. So he chose, and I was going to do this case eventually. I was going to get to it. Um, The San Isidro McDonald's Massacre. Whoa, okay. I had not heard of this one. You don't know this one? I don't think I do. Yeah, this one's this one's pretty crazy. All right, well, good pick, up. James. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank you, James. So the guy that we're going to be focusing on is uh, also named James. Oh. Um, J- James Oliver Huberty, and he was born on October eleventh, nineteen forty-two, in Canton, Ohio. At three years old, he contracted polio, which consequently left him with a permanent limp. So. Uh, Get your vaccines. Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, Just had to throw that in there. (laughs) Couldn't help myself. Um, So in the early 1950s, his father, Earl, bought a farm in Pennsylvania's Amish country. And his mother refused to move there. So she ended up abandoning the family. Which is like... (laughs) Okay. That's great parenting. Um... I feel like back then, though, people didn't really care as much. They were just like, nah, I'm not. Oh, did you see Tyrion in the background? Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, nope, that's not what I want to do. So, bye. Peace out. Yep. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, but So, after this, he started to become withdrawn. Like, obviously, it really affected him. Like, yeah. you're a young child and your mother just, like, leaves. Like, straight up abandons you. Yeah. I mean... I know, like, especially nowadays, we see it more with dads, but, and I, that's not, that's not excusable, but, and I don't know if this sounds sexist, because I'm a total feminist, but I, I feel like it's much worse when it's the mom that does that, you know, like, you carried that baby for nine months, you quite literally gave life to that baby yeah and you're just gonna like bounce you know right yeah. i don't know maybe maybe as a mom i, I just was feel just that way say that yeah yeah because you, you understand everything that goes into actually giving yeah. birth to a child so to imagine yeah. yourself in that situation and just walking away yeah i mean like you know i have me at full time but Tallulah goes to her dad's every other weekend it's mm-hmm. literally only friday saturday and she's back sunday and I'm like, I miss her so much, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Could not, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, so, yeah, so a minister later claimed that Huberty blamed God for taking his mother away. Uh, so, obviously, this might have caused, well, it did cause trauma, but possibly against women, I was thinking. That's just a theory. Yeah. Um, as a young adult, Huberty became very interested in guns and began using them. In 1962, he began to attend Malone College, a Jesuit community college. He earned a bachelor's degree in sociology. 
He also got his license for embalming after attending the Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science, which I had a friend. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who wanted to be a funeral director and I don't know how I feel about that. Like part of me thinks it's kind of cool just because I guess doing that mortuary stuff, you, you see like, you know, the, the anatomy, you, you study all that, but at the same time, oh, I don't know. I couldn't do it, but I have to imagine there's some sort of, uh, maybe it might almost be like a rewarding job to give people yeah. that, that last piece of closure. Yeah, that a lot of people need for saying goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it's... unless you're just a sick piece of shit, like this guy, you'll see is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, when I actually, I just, I just thought of this now. When I was in school, um, for those who don't know, I'm an esthetician, which means I do skincare, facials, treatments, waxing, stuff like that. But I also took an advanced makeup art class, and one of the jobs was to be a makeup artist for dead people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I couldn't do it, but honestly, some of those people are like freaking miracle workers. Yeah, I know. I know. That's true. That's true. It. it I, I just, I don't think I'd be able to do it. No, and, I couldn't. Um, also, I remember in middle school when we had to dissect frogs and the smell of formaldehyde, is absolutely disgusting. Not good. Oh my god! And just imagine smelling that every day. I mean, All day. I mean, no. You get used to it, but I don't see how you could. Because we were working on dissecting frogs for like a whole week, and that smell. As soon as I walked in the in the classroom, I was like, Bleh! you know, like, it, it hits you, dude. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That's for sure. I could not no. do that for a living. No. So, yeah, so he got his license for embalming, and uh, at school he met a woman named Etna. Isn't that um, like an insurance? Health insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and they got married in 1965. They had two daughters named Zelia and Cassandra. And then Huberty moved the family to Massillon, Ohio, where he worked as a funeral home undertaker. He also got a number of other jobs, but he lost them all, like, like so quickly. He just kept getting jobs and losing them. The family then moved to Huberty's hometown of Canton, Ohio, after their home was completely wrecked in a fire. There's really, I couldn't find any details on that. Um, Huberty became a welder, and he, he and his wife, Etna, oh, wait, Huberty became a welder, Yeah, so, sorry. (laughs) He and his wife, Etna, had a history of domestic violence. Both of them displayed violent behavior. At one time, Etna told her daughter, Zelia, to physically assault a classmate during a birthday party. Mm, Yeah. She later threatened that classmate's mother with a 9mm pistol. So, you know, this family seems very stable. (laughs) Right? Very functional. Um, she was arrested and the nine millimeter was confiscated. Meanwhile, Huberty threatened to shoot a neighbor's dog after it defecated on his lawn. 
He also killed his own dog after a neighbor complained about it damaging his vehicle. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, that's just their solution is yeah. threaten with violence, uh, threaten with guns, yeah. shoot it and kill it. Yeah. That's how you solve your problems in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, if somebody threatened to kill my dog, I would fucking attack them. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, because of all this, local police knew the Huberties well, obviously. <laughs> there were probably many a call to the Huberty home. Um, so then Huberty started to develop some strange beliefs. He thought that foreign bankers were manipulating the Federal Reserve System, intentionally bankrupting the U.S. and breaking down society. He became a survivalist, purchasing thousands of dollars of non-perishable food and six firearms. He also threatened to shoot randomly at people if he was ever fired from his job. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that he is, you know, that, or back then he he was like a conspiracy theorist. Which we see a lot of now, but back then... Sure, and like preppers. Yeah, yeah. But but back then, I mean, I I never heard of any of that, you know, conspiracy bullshit until, I don't know, I guess maybe in my 20s, something like that. I don't know. It was just something I never paid attention to or never heard of. And then all of a sudden, especially now with these like... QAnon people and it's become so mainstream it is and it's like they're brainwashed it's crazy um lost my spot okay so he ended up he actually ended up getting a different job I guess he quit the job that he threatened to shoot people at But at least he didn't get fired (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so he leaves that job gets a new job, and then loses it quickly. Uh, And then he attempted suicide, but Etna stopped him. Lots going on with this guy. It's just one thing after another. Yeah, it is. Huberty was in a motorcycle accident in 1983 that left his right arm... it, It made his arm, like, twitch uncontrollably. Uncontrollably after... Damage from his childhood polio was aggravated. Okay, so like a nerve damage type of thing. Yeah. He was forced to resign from yet another welding job. In January of 1984, the family moved to Tijuana, Mexico, and then to San Diego, California, in the San Ysidro neighborhood. Huberty took a job as a security guard, only to be let go shortly shortly after. Dude just can't keep a job. On July 17, 1984, Huberty called a mental health center. His call was not returned due to him claiming it wasn't an emergency. And whoever answered the phone call, they took his name down as, like, Schuberty or something like that. Oh, God. I know. So the next day, now that's July 18, 1984, Huberty took his family to the San Diego Zoo, then ate at a McDonald's in the Claremont neighborhood. After returning home, Huberty armed himself with weapons and put on fatigue pants, a dark shirt, and a shoulder bag. 
He went to leave, and when Etna asked him where he was going, he said, hunting humans. She thought nothing of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just my weird husband. He's so quirky, you know? <laughs> like, come on, lady. So, Huberty arrived at the McDonald's in San Isidro. He walked down San Isidro Boulevard with his guns in plain sight. A witness saw him and called the police, but accidentally gave them the wrong address. It, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's just so many things that are... Also, I mean, you can't just say the McDonald's in San Isidro, because apparently there was only one, I believe. I could be wrong. But you can't say... I don't know. I, I just feel uh... like you'd be able to find that, you know? Yes. <sighs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Very, very frustrating. It is. Yeah. So Huberty walked into the restaurant at around 3.40 p.m., and he ordered everyone inside to lie down. He then opened fire and shouted that he had killed thousands prior to this. Patrol officer Miguel Rosario arrived at the scene at 4.07 p.m., he originally thought the incident to be accidental until he witnessed Huberty walk outside with an Uzi in his hand. Huberty shot at the officer, shattering his car's windows and emergency lights. Rosario did not return fire, believing that Huberty had accomplices. Which I don't I don't know if that's like a protocol or right. might have been then, yeah. But I don't know, that seems just odd to me. Um, he called to send in SWAT and then called a code 11 to send in everybody. As SWAT arrived, Huberty fled back inside McDonald's and a standoff ensued. Six blocks had to be closed off. Interstate 5 and the Tijuana border crossing were forced to be closed down for the day because it, it was all like in sight, kind of in sight of the McDonald's in view. Okay. Um, like uh, a radius around the McDonald's right, basically. Right, yeah. Right. Finally, Chuck Foster, a snipe, who was a sniper, positioned himself at a post office in view of the McDonald's and was able to get a good shot at Huberty. He was near the counter. At 5.16 p.m., Foster fired one shot that pierced through a glass window and hit Huberty in the heart, killing him instantly. Damn. Yeah. The entire event lasted 77 minutes. When officers entered the building, they found 21 dead bodies and 19 injured victims. 257 bullets were fired by Huberty. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so I just want to read the victims real quick. Um, Neva Kane, who was 22, she was the manager and she was shot in the face. Um, also, trigger warning, there's quite a few uh, deaths of children and babies. Sure, you got to figure too, like... McDonald's, and then if it had like a play place or whatever, I don't right. know if they did at that time, but I that's mean, that, where, yeah, they used to have, yeah, I mean, it used to be a much grounds. bigger deal than it is now, too. Yeah, it's yeah, like a place that you did take your family, so that's really fucked up, actually. Yeah, um, also, well, I'll say this after, but anyway, Neva Kane, 22, she was the manager, she was shot in the face, Maria Colmeno. Colmeno Silva, who was 19, she was shot in the chest. Jackie Reyes, who was 18, she was shot 48 times and she was pregnant. 
Jesus. Yeah. Carlos Reyes, who was Jackie's eight-month-old son, was shot in the back. Uh, Lawrence Verse, Verse Luis was 62. There, there was no information. Um, Blythe Herrera, who was 31, was shot repeatedly in the head. Mateo Herrera, who was 11, and Blythe's son had the same fate as, as his mother. Um, some of these names are tough. Aristelsi Vargas, who was 31, was shot in the back of the head. She died the next day. Oh, by the way, these are the fatalities that I'm reading right now, um, not the survivors. There no survivors yet. Um, Hugo Vasquez was 45. He was shot in the chest. Omar Hernandez, who was 11, he was killed outside. He was shot in the head and throughout his body. David Delgado was 11, same as Omar Hernandez, um, shot in the head and body outside. Um, Aida Victoria was 69. She was shot in the face and she was outside. Miguel Victoria Uloa, who was 74, and Ada's husband, he was shot in the head. Paulina Aquino Lopez, she was 21. She was an employee. Um, Elsa Barboa Firo was 19. She was an employee. Margarita Padilla was 18. She was an employee. Jose Perez, who was 19. Gloria Gonzalez was 23. Michelle Carncross was 18. And the survivors were John Arnold, Imelda Perez, Aurora Pena, Keith Thomas, Ronald Herrera, Guadalupe Del Rio, Joshua Coleman, Maricela, Maricela um, Carlita, and no, wait. I forgot to write the last name of Maricela, and I feel terrible about that. Um, I'll, we'll put it sure. on the website or something. Um, Carlita and Estolfo Felix and Alberto Leos, or Leos. In 1986, Etna Huberty tried to sue McDonald's and Huberty's former employer for $5 million. She claimed, now get this, she claimed her husband's homicidal behavior was triggered by a combination of eating McDonald's chicken nuggets, which contained MSG, and working around highly poisonous metals like lead and cadmium. And so, yeah, apparently this induced his delusions and rage. That lawsuit did not work out for Edna. Okay, although, good. Yeah. Although an autopsy did find high levels of lead and cadmium in Huberty's system. Edna died of breast cancer in 2003. Of the 20 victims that Huberty killed, um, I can't read my own handwriting shit. Uh, I think it's 17 of them were women and children. So that, so that's also in the beginning when I said possibly, um, you know, uh, because his mom left. Yeah. 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 Possibly like violence towards women and I guess why children, but yeah. Um, the victims were predominantly of Mexican or, or Mexican American ancestry. So a touch of uh, prejudice, too, I guess. Um, throughout it could the be sh- the location, though, too. Well, he also apparently shouted some things that were, um, I don't have it, but oh, apparently he, so he said, some- like, racist remarks. Yeah, okay. I believe so. 
But throughout the shooting spree, Huberty would shout that he was a Vietnam War vet, though he had never actually served in any branch of the military. And that's when he was talking about killing thousands prior. Right, but, and he wore the fatigues, like, to try to play. Yeah. In the days following the massacre, McDonald's temporarily suspended all television radio and radio advertisements. And in an act of solidarity, arch-rival fast food chain Burger King also temporarily suspended all forms of advertising, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know? Um, on September 26th, the San Isidro's McDonald's was demolished. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then in film, there's a 1990, 1988 film called Bloody Wednesday that was loosely inspired by this. Uh, television, there was 77 Minutes, the 1984 San Diego McDonald's Massacre. Uh, it's a documentary. And that was released in 2016. I think I saw this a while back, but I'm not positive. I know I watched something about this a while back. but um, Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a lot more information about this, but, um, you know, I looked on quite a few sites and read a few articles and it was basically all the same type of information. Um, There was not a ton of background about, you know, more of about his mental health. Obviously, this was not, you know, a sane individual. Um, I don't think that this was planned. I think this was just kind of like, eh, I'm going to go and do this now, you know? Yes. Um, something that I did want to actually touch on is the lead poisoning thing. Um, that is something that I know we have talked about a little bit in past episodes with like in the seventies and stuff when they banned leaded fuels and there might be a correlation as to why there were so many more, serial killers, mass murders, stuff like that during that time period, because lead can have and does. I mean, that's why it's such a big deal. If you're exposed to lead now, we know, but it can have profound effects on your, just all of your bodily functions, but also your brain, your behavior. Um, It can cause depression. It can cause insomnia. It can cause like cognitive deficiencies, delirium, personality changes. Mm -hmm. So not saying that that's an excuse, uh, but that is a thing that can happen. But it seems like this guy had problems way before he worked in that industry. So it could have just maybe exacerbated that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It aggravated something, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, since he was a child, he became withdrawn after, I mean, obviously you're going to be somewhat traumatized if your mother abandons you. Sure. You know, but then, you know, as a teenager, he got into the firearms and, um, and you know, whatever, like getting into guns doesn't mean you're going to, kill people but um you have a bunch of them (laughs) right right exactly i'm not a gun fan in particular well i personally they just scare me but i don't have anything against people owning them if they use them for protection i don't think it's necessary to have you know an assault weapon like the ar it is the ar-15 i don't even know the names um i mean whatever if the 
if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. I, I'm not, but, um, I do get, you know, owning a weapon for protection. I do absolutely get that. And I actually have wanted to go to the gun range just to check it out, Mm -hmm. just to like try and shoot a gun. But I think I would like shoot one bullet and be like, nope, not doing it. I don't know. It honestly depends on who's with you. Like my husband was a, uh, combat weapons instructor in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So he's really, really good at teaching people how to shoot. Yeah. Uh, my sister, the last time she was here, she's like you very much like doesn't really know much about firearms yeah. to begin with. So that can lead to a lot of fear, just not understanding how they work. Yeah. Uh, and she was really, really always very afraid of guns. If I, if she even saw like my pistol, even if it was just sitting there, it would make her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And she was okay with going shooting, and my husband taught her, like, how to hold it, and and he explained everything, and she knew that there was going to be recoil and blah, 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 and she ended up shooting, like, five or six different guns that day, and she did really, really well, and I think it helped her get kind of get past that fear and also understanding how much actually goes into shooting a gun. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... When I hear about accidental shootings, I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. Certain guns have safeties. Certain guns have, like, built-in safety mechanisms to prevent accidental shootings. So once you have a a more in-depth understanding of how firearms work and you hear shit like that, accidental shooting stuff, you're just like, how did that happen? Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't know. But I think that... It's not for everyone. It's okay that you're not into it. It's okay yeah. that my sister, even after shooting guns, has really no desire to ever own one. Yeah. That's okay. It's not for everyone. Um, and there are definitely some people that it makes you question, like, what was his motive for having so many firearms? Like, yeah, definitely understand and know people that do have multiple different types of guns but to have so many issues like him and a history of threatening gun violence and shooting and killing his own dog and just think like it kind of makes you wonder how long had he had something like this planned yeah yeah but but that's the thing though is i think that he maybe didn't have it planned. I think maybe mm. he, you know, thought about killing people. Obviously, he threatened to shoot people at one of his jobs if he was fired. But I don't think that this was like a planned thing. I think that this was just, this is what I'm doing today. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I mean, like, you know, the same day he took his family to the zoo and they ate at a different McDonald's. And yeah. Then, Maybe he was in that McDonald's and he was just like, you know what? This is inspiring me to shoot people at a McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It could have just been something that that day it like hit him and he saw how busy it was or whatever and thought it would be. I mean, it's basically like shooting fish in a fucking barrel if you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know. He I mean, I wish that there was a lot more information about him like as far as his mental illness, but I don't think that, I mean, the only thing that I was able to read was um, about it was 
that he did call like a crisis center the day before and okay what did i say he didn't leave his number or something and they had his name wrong yeah they wrote his name wrong oh no they he didn't he said it wasn't said it wasn't yeah it wasn't an emergency i mean if anything's an emergency that's a goddamn emergency yeah but um you know case when we cover cases i know this was also back in the 80s but when we cover cases like this it's just like there are just people that should not have guns you know there are certain people that should not have guns and that's it um and it's really 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 scary you know um i keep saying um (laughs) uh yeah so also i mean obviously we'll post a picture but this dude looks like such a fucking tool Really? Yes. Like you should Google his picture right now. There's like he has it. It almost looks like a professional headshot that he was trying to get, but it looks like he's wearing a tracksuit kind of thing, and he's got these huge glasses, and he's got he's like balding, but he's got like the comb over. Oh yeah. He just. What's looks, his? How do you spell his name? James Huberty. H U B E R T Y. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, he definitely doesn't look like a killer. No. He looks like a fucking nerd. There. Yeah, he's got this like this one picture. He's got this like it looks like a terry cloth shirt with like That's, yes. the V neck and the collar, and he's got like the dad glasses. Yes. yes. I mean, it's. Huh it's scary it's scary you know like if you just look at people and they seem a certain way but you really have no idea how people are i just looked up the role of lead and cadmium in psychiatry yeah apparently it can lead to Schizophrenia. Oh, wow. Uh, psychosis. So it's a, it is actually a known thing that this, the, these two in particular. Does it take very long? Like, do you have to be around it for a long time for it to have that type of effect? Or mm. could it be a short time? Because, I mean, I guess that would be with his welder occupation mm-hmm. right so let me double check but i don't think he was a welder for that long no and i'm looking i mean it's a pretty lengthy study let's see I'm trying to find where I wrote about him becoming a welder. Um, okay, so wait. Da, 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 da. I don't think he was a welder for that long. No, I don't think he. I don't think he was either. I'll have to look more into it. Maybe we could do a little follow up on that. Yeah. But um, it looks like there have been studies, multiple studies done on people who are already 
uh, bipolar, schizophrenic, uh, just depression, and people who already had those types of disorders when they were exposed to lead and cadmium. It, it like brought it out drastically. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like, um, like people who, I mean, I, I'm using this as an example just cause I know someone personally that this happened to, um, you know, when someone has maybe a little bit of an underlying mental illness and then they do something like, you know, smoke dust and it brings out all mm -hmm. of this other shit. Oh you yeah. Know. Oh yeah. Or even LSD. Look at how many yeah. cases there have been of people on LSD that murder somebody. Yeah. Ricky Casso. Yeah. That's exactly was he what on LSD? Thinking. Yeah, the Acid King, baby. But wasn't he on something else too when he killed the dude? Um, like mescaline or something like that. I think so. I feel like yeah, there was like a couple of things, but um, yeah. I mean. I personally know someone who is a dusthead and is a completely different person than when I first met them. Mm -hmm. Like a hundred percent different mm -hmm. person. It's that's really scary. Um, but then for some people, it just it brings out this like violent streak. I mean, obviously, I guess he, he must have had schizophrenia if he if he was, you know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he had these crazy beliefs and he became a survivalist and conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying, well, conspiracy theorists are crazy, but I think that there's, when they get too deep in it, I think that there's, a, a yeah, I think there's mental illness that goes along with it. I think so too. Uh, and I think it just depends on how far in into it people are. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy reading up on conspiracy theories. I, oh, I think it's entertaining. But to but you're not like the world is, you know, the, the earth is flat and this is this YouTube video is going to show you how it's flat. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it definitely is uh, all about like, how you handle that information. Yes. Yes. And what you, you know do what? with it. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I'm sure that there is some shit going on behind the scenes. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure there is. I don't think we'll ever know 100% what is. But then there's just, like, these people that get into this ridiculous yeah. stuff. Like, and, and, and they go for anything that's small. that Any The smallest thing. thing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, one thing that I, I've seen a couple of times, that Michelle Obama is really a man. And it's like, all right, um, so if she was... Who cares? What that... what. First of all, I mean, she's obviously not. And, like, their reasoning is, well, why do you think that? Oh, well, have you ever seen a picture of her pregnant? Um, I mean, I don't think that every single person in the spotlight, you can find a picture of them pregnant. Yeah. Just from, you know, my mother, for instance, not that she's in the spotlight, but there's not one picture of her pregnant because yeah. she, but she said that I made her look like a beast but <laughs> um it that's the thing about conspiracy theories is that they don't ever have any hard evidence either way it's all anecdotal stuff and it's memes and youtube videos oh uh, well now yeah and then especially 
this past year, it's gotten so out of control because there's so... nothing there to do. People are fucking bored. They're not, you know, a lot of them are working from home or not working at all. And there's nothing to go and do to distract themselves because you can't fucking go anywhere. And they just have all this time to sit home and think of all this shit, which it's like, all right, I mean... You can't really say it. You can't prove it and you can't disprove it. But that doesn't mean that that's that makes it true. <laughs> but I, yeah, I know. But a lot of it is just it is just so ridiculous and it's so far fetched. Yeah. And th- this is why I think it's mental illness, because. I personally, I mean, I you know, I have depression and, and, and panic disorder uh, we've talked about that plenty of time on here, but um, during quarantine, what I did with my time was I took up different hobbies, mm-hmm. and um, I think that these people that suddenly became, you know, so invested in like QAnon and all that stuff, I think they had some underlying stuff, and quarantine. You know, quarantine was hard for everybody. Most, Well, most people. It still is. It still is, right. But I think that, especially if you have a mental illness... Yeah. It could... The be... conspiracy theories became their hobby. Yeah. And it also yeah. became a community. Yes. Of, of like-minded individuals, which is it's fine. It's a cult. It's a but, cult. Oh, right, it right. <laughs> it, it's fine until people are dying because of it that's right. that's what's problematic and families are being torn apart and people are just yes. being harassed to no ends and you know i mean believe what you want to believe but once people start getting hurt in that process then it ain't cool anymore you know yeah. and it's just it's just absolute insanity the amount of people that have gotten into this stuff within literally especially the past year yeah um I just read this whole thread on Twitter and it was about um, it was like people who were either uh, former QAnon uh, followers, believers, whatever, or people that, you know, they had a spouse that was so obsessed with it that it, like you said, it tore apart their family. Yeah. And it's actually really sad and it's really terrifying and I mean, you know, I make fun of some of these people sometimes, but it's also, I feel bad for them. Yeah. You know? I yeah. do. I, I I poke fun because, you know, some of the stuff is so ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like Obama's eating babies and stuff like that, whatever, this, whatever they are. There's always something coming out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it really is, it's, it's sad. It's, um... You know, a lot of a lot of people need help in this country uh, more than I think we realize. You know. Yeah. It's it's scary. It scares me. I try not to think about stuff like that, but every once in a while, you start thinking, and it's just like, well, what if all of these people? I don't know. Like, what if all these people just get together and do? I mean, well, they stormed. They the kind of did. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what yeah. if they take it a step further, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I know they have so many predictions for things that I was actually when after I read that thread on Twitter, I did some research about QAnon because I knew about it, but I didn't know like the history of it or some of the beliefs and stuff like that. And they there's a whole list of predictions mm-hmm. that they made and really none of them came true. But, you know, mm-hmm. certain thing there was one that was like there's going to be a, a bombing somewhere and that never happened. But it's like if they predict this, what if one of them just takes it upon themselves to do this? To you know? make it happen. To right. make it happen, right. So either, it, it could be for something s- so stupid as well, this is so we 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 look right. This is to show that we're right, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 scary. It is, especially in that situation. That's something that my mom is really really into. She has yeah. been telling me about it for years, and it first started out as somebody on a message board, an anonymous message board, and then. It almost becomes a thing where it could be a copycat. You don't fucking know. It's anonymous. So this person is pretending to have inside information, leaving all these breadcrumbs. And it's stuff that is vague enough that it's almost it almost reminds me of like Miss Cleo, you know, like <laughs> like a psychic hotline where they say these things that are just vague enough and if you, as the person on the receiving end of this information, ha- already have the wheels turning yeah. and you're able to fabricate something that you're like, oh, yeah, wait, and you can put two and two together, they're just planting the seed and you're making something out of it. Yeah. To yeah. me, it almost seems like that in a way. I've not read up too much about it, but I mean, the mind is a very powerful thing. And when people have nothing but time, anything is possible and yeah. it could be something great and it could be something terrible. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just, it's scary, you know, it's so scary. Yeah. Just, just to, to where we got as a country and, you know, and, and I don't really want to talk politics, but um, it was just a fucking election, you know? Mm. And it, it turned into something so insane you know i knew it would i mean i i had a feeling too but it it went further than i thought it ever would yeah. you know but then at the same time i'm you know like i'm surprised that nothing happened at the inauguration you know yeah so i don't know it's just it's it's <laughs> it makes me very uneasy but um mm. uh, hopefully shit gets better I know. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Uh, James, thank you again for suggesting the case. Like I said, I was going to get to it eventually, but um, now I, you know, now is a good time, I guess. Yeah. Thank um, you. And I'm sorry I didn't have more information. There really wasn't a ton. Uh. I guess I would suggest to watch that documentary, uh, 77 Minutes, I believe it's called. Yeah, I'm gonna, I wrote it down. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, and I probably should have watched it again. I didn't. That was stupid. But I will watch it, and if there is any, you know, anything I left out on the next episode, I'll tell you about it. But <laughs> um, you update everybody. 
Um, also, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like our videos, subscribe to our channel. If you feel like it, click on the click notification on the little, bell. The bell. The that's, bell. That's, that's me drawing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ding. Ding. <laughs> um, or don't if you don't want to, or, you know, yeah, it's up to you. But you, you know what? We are almost at 100 subscribers, which is not a lot, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we would we would love for our YouTube channel to grow even more. Um, it would help us put out, you know, better content and um, I guess more. Uh, what did that guy say? What was that comment that guy left? Oh, my uh, God. Up, oh, up your production. Up our production, yes. Yeah. So we could up our production <laughs> even more, you know? Whatever. I mean, I don't know how, how much we can actually do since we're not together and we record over Skype. Yeah. Um, we could get so, green screens. That That's really the main thing I could I see. guess. So. <laughs> I mean, we both have decent, we have decent microphones. We yeah. have. Um, high definition webcam. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You don't want to see me in too much high definition. I got a lot of acne scars. Okay. <laughs> we need a little blur effect. Yeah, there. a little bit of a blur. <laughs> yeah, like like I was gonna say this is really washing me out, but I'm like I'm okay with that. <laughs> don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, if you kind of like us even a little bit, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also Patreon is just so cool. Uh, I will be <laughs> so cool. So cool guys. Thanks. So cool. Um, I will be updating, uh, this week with some more crime scene, crime scene photos, hopefully. Um, and you know, if you, I think it's five do, the five dollar tier, which is early access plus photos, uh, you get to hear our episode before everybody else does, um, yeah. and that's usually about twenty four hours before we put it up um, everywhere else. But yeah, uh, check us out there, patreon.com slash for I have sinned pod. Follow us on Instagram for I have sinned pod. Go to our website for I have sinpod.com. Everything is pretty much for I have sinned pod. Also, I want to get uh, more active on Twitter. We do have a Twitter account. I think that's the only one that's different. It is, I will tell you in one moment. It is for I have sinned three at for I have sinned three. Um, I don't know why I made it that, but <laughs> I think it was when we first started and I didn't know, you know, before. I think it was even before we had a website to tell you the truth. But yeah. um, you can change the handle, though. Can you do that on Instagram? I mean, on Twitter, because I know you yeah. can. It's All right, then I'll do that. I'll change it to for I have sinned pod. Then but, it's all the same. Yes. But if you are uh, listening or watching this episode right now. It's for I have sinned three. So <laughs> um, just find us or just look up for I have sinned podcast. Like you could find us. Um, what else? Is there any other business we need to cover? 
I don't believe so. Um, all right. Well, you know what we always say, stay safe, wash your hands and don't, don't kill, kill your, your family, family. and don't anybody else's family. Yeah. And don't, um, shoot people's dogs. Don't shoot your own dog. Don't yeah. go on a shooting spree. Yeah. Just, just, just chill. Just yeah. call someone, you know, if you go to McDonald's, um, just be careful of the McNuggets. I don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. no hard evidence either way, but maybe yeah. stick to like a 10 piece instead of a 40 piece. Yeah. Or just get, get it. They're get good. A, get a Big Mac or something. Maybe, maybe that's different. Get a fish filet, filet yeah. of fish, whatever they call it. Um, what she order? Fish <laughs> filet. Sorry. <laughs> what is that? Oh my God. That's Kanye. <laughs> uh, I hate him. So I don't know. Uh, I don't like his his old really old stuff before he started becoming like as in his words the 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 new uh william shakespeare was that what, something like that, that he, he, said? he yeah he said he's like the modern day william shakespeare or some, oh, some okay. shit All right. yeah okay Kanye, okay <laughs> i see you <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, if if you don't love yourself how are you gonna love anybody else you know yeah yeah. Or yeah. how's anybody else going to love you if you don't love yourself? That's true. Love yourself as much as Kanye loves Kanye. Yeah. That is a that is a quote. I don't know who started that, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Love yourself as much as Kanye loves Kanye. Think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have gone way <laughs> off. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening or watching and we will catch you very soon. Bye, Senator. Bye, Senator.